Hello, everyone. Hello. I'm Jim. Sandy. You should know our names by now, but welcome to our fifth episode. We're excited to have you along the ride. This is our fourth week we've been doing this, our fourth Sunday. This is episode number five. Yes. So it's pretty yes, exciting. It is exciting. And we are, as you know, a reminder, we have a YouTube channel, Soren Pear, yes. that um, you can subscribe to. We are also on various podcast platforms. So if you want to listen to us, why not together? Soren Pear. It's on Google Podcasts. It's on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public. So we're getting more and more out there so yes. you can hear our voices um, or exciting. see our faces or and or both if you prefer. Whatever you prefer. So I wanted to start out by giving a shout out to the Cast Grand Dispatch for the second week in a row. They, they were nice yes. to us, free advertising, and they uh, advertised my neighborhood concert that um, I did last night, that we did last that night. We did? Wow. Well, sort of. Well, you, you, were, did. <laughs> you were behind the scenes. You were handling, she was handling two phones. Yeah, we had it live on Soren Pear and Jim Sorensen. And um, yeah, I just, I want to thank them for for that and it was a really great it was concert amazing. it was um, so good we had people sitting out on our rocks right outside the window peeking in <laughs> that, that wasn't strange no that was fine uh, barbara um and uh so we had a small group outside um but we had a lot of folks on facebook I, yes i think i heard uh I, a childhood friend of mine scott tucker um, if you're watching scott thank you he's in china Hi, he's in china his family's in california tarzana he's in china and he reached out to me yeah and, and i have not heard from him gosh we knew each other when i was nine or ten so should have seen his face he was so happy to hear from you 45 years ago and you just you never know on social media where you're going to reach around the world exactly and of course i also dedicated it to my DES co-workers, uh, all the unemployment across the country, as well as those awesome nurses like yeah, you. Yeah, don't forget the nurses. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, it was it was a great concert. It really was. Uh, the it sound was, was great. Somebody tuned the piano amazingly. <laughs> I wonder who that was. Yeah. <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> Shameless. <laughs> but I have to say, not to get into something serious real quick, but it's so interesting to me. Um, a couple weeks ago, I'm working at home. I'm on, I'm on a conference call saying something in the meeting and I walk to the front door because I had the front door open and my neighbor two doors down, Jane, walks by and goes, you should do a concert. And I'm, I'm like, what? You should do a concert from your home. And I put the, you know, I like, oh, I got to go. I'm listening in a, and it just stuck with me. Yeah. And, Great idea, Jane. Thank yeah. You. Thank you. And so you never know. Right. You never know. And now we're talking about maybe doing a a concert in May on Facebook, but allowing people if if the stay home orders are lifted. It depends on how things go with yes. that. Yeah. At some point, if if May's too soon to allow people to come in and maybe set up some chairs and do a live concert in yeah. our house because it's too hot outside, and Facebook. So we'll see. Yeah, I think it could be a lot of fun. Um, and that was another neighbor's idea, Larry. <laughs> yeah. Larry next door, Jane two doors down. Yeah, great ideas. Thank you. Um, I, I think that's amazing. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I am. I mean, this is literally open doors. Open doors in our own front door, you yes. know, um, in our, our front window. 
finally found those screens that were up in the attic that we, you know, needed to put up. We've only been here going on five years. years. Yeah. Oh, would it be nice to put a screen up? Airflow. (laughs) (laughs) We only live in the desert. (laughs) But I'm I'm grateful to you and and to everybody. It was was really a beautiful night of of sharing. It's still live on the Facebook feed in Soren Pear and Jim Sorensen. So if you didn't watch it, just go there the whole it's an hour and 10 minutes and just enjoy enjoy the music and the sentiment that's that's there so awesome. that's me let's but you have some exciting news don't oh, you i do i do da, i'm da, da, very da, da, da. excited <laughs> thank you that's pretty <laughs> awesome <laughs> that felt good yeah <laughs> um i got my business name i finally figured it out finally um, I didn't expect it to be available. Um, Still Point Energy Healing is my business name. And Still Point, what that means is the space between the cells. Uh, that's where healing happens, or as Jim likes to say. The space between the notes is where music happens. He's always said that. And it's just, it's beautiful um, when you find that Still Point, that point of neutrality is where you're not fighting, pushing, pulling against anything, and that's where healing can take place. And so it just fit, and that's what I was waiting for, is something that resonated with me, and it wasn't taken, so I got it. I'm really excited. Really excited. And I think we plan to put up a, your business page connected to Soren Pear. Yes, yes, that will be coming. I've been in school for the past five days, so, um, have not had a moment to do that, but I will. <laughs> so tell them about school that it's usually in person, but you did it a yeah, different way. It's been, I loved it. I loved it. I know not everyone resonates with this um, format, with the platform, but for me, it was perfect. Um, we, since we can't go to the classroom right now, everything has been via Zoom and uh, it's just been really interesting because you get to hold your own space, be in the comfort of your own home, yet interact. And really beautiful work. I think we connected on a deeper level. I'm still kind of <laughs> absorbing everything from the last five days. But um, I think we had a deeper connection because of it, if that's possible, in a different way. Yeah. Well, doesn't that speak to the fact that we have all been made to use technology, whether it's you know our phones, whether it's computers to connect? Yes, it's a new time though. And and yet that doesn't mean we're disconnected, does it? Absolutely, and quite the opposite. I think sometimes when you don't have the <clears throat> my voice, sorry, uh, when you don't have the distraction or dissonance mm-hmm. from other people and things around, you're able to just really dial in to the other person. Right. And connecting with their energy actually, to me, felt stronger at times. So that was really great to see since a very large portion of my business will be via long distance. So um, I'll be working on that and I'll let you know as that comes, but I'll probably be doing like a Zoom type thing where I can see you, you can see me, and we can interact that way. But I think it's amazing and, and for those who don't understand, and we'll get into more detail in, in 
future episodes, but it's amazing once you calm down um, what you can feel in your body where you're holding your fear. And I know I don't I don't want to get you going on this, but just oh. a little little tidbit where you're holding your fear, you can actually tap in, feel that, and help them release it. Right? Is right. that sort of a just a quick overview? Pretty good. Yeah. Um, fear dissonance, um, whatever you need to work on, you get blockages in your body for many reasons, not just fear. Right. And um, fear's a big one, but uh, we can tap into that and kind of hone in on that space. And I'm holding space for that and honoring yeah, it's a whole nother story. <laughs> if we jump off that ledge, it'll be an hour yeah, later. I'll be back. <laughs> be like Sandy. <laughs> that was not the plan. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I like your friends T-shirt. Thank you, Groot. I am Groot, and also <laughs> Captain America. So we could break into the friends song if you wanted. You know, uh, you first. But no one told me. That I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're always stuck in second Second gear gear. (laughs) okay you got it when it hasn't been your day your week your month or even your year i'll be there for you don't get me started jim (laughs) say when the rain starts to pour i'll be there for you like i've been there before i'll be there for you because you're there for me too. Down, now, 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 now. See, we did it. We did it. Those on the podcast, probably screeching in your car. But yeah, she's wearing a Friends shirt. And yes, and she doesn't sing. So. But I coaxed you, it out you of you a little bit. drug it out of me just a little. <laughs> but friendship is really the foundation of Soren Pair, wouldn't you say? Yes, absolutely. I mean, really, it is. You. It's funny. She was looking for a shirt because, her, you know, what shirt are we going to wear? Not wanting to blend into the wall and yeah, look like a I almost picked head. A, <laughs> I almost picked a gray shirt. She's like, no. <laughs> uh-uh. Let's not make that mistake again. <laughs> but you pull this out of a suitcase where you haven't probably looked in a long time, a year, and you're like, ah, I know what I want to wear. Yep. yep. So I thought. Got to be comfortable. Yeah. So, so friendship, that's what it, you know. Perfect. It, it is what it's about. But... Um, I also wanted to mention something. Uh, we appreciate the comments on the YouTube channel very much. Very much. And there is one comment in particular I wanted to highlight because it's really the purpose of what we're trying to do with this podcast, which is be really be ourselves. Yeah. And this individual said, of course, I'm never going to say anything negative, right? <laughs> <laughs> Only good stuff. There hasn't been anything negative. No. But please, please keep them coming. But we appreciate this comment that was made actually late last night. Great content. Appreciate your honesty. Yeah, thank you. Respect. Thank you. We really do appreciate that. Um, It's what we're shooting for, right? It is. It's exactly what we're shooting for. And, you know, it didn't come without hesitation at times, for sure. So we appreciate the feedback. Please keep it coming. Yeah, and some other comments have mentioned vulnerability. And I think you and I, again, the resistance to do this was like, if we're going to do this, we're not going to have any facade we're going to be ourselves absolutely you know and otherwise why yeah so why not why not (laughs) wait a second so um we appreciate the comments keep them coming um you know we may not use every single one but it could 
it could spur a, a subject for a future uh, show, or at least we'll highlight those as we can. So thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of honesty, though, in my concert last night, I kind of let the cat out of the bag that uh, we were celebrating our eight-year wedding anniversary, which is I true, see. right? They're going to start wondering how many we have. <laughs> so well, we have a dirty little we secret. We need to clear this yeah, up. A dirty little secret. It's not really dirty. I was going to say. But that's what you say, the dirty little secret. Yeah. Um, so the family who knows us, um, we all celebrated our anniversary in a beautiful venue, the Boojum Tree here in Phoenix, on November 18th, 2012. Yes. So why are we saying eight years in April? In April. What happened, oh, Sandy? Weird. Pray tell. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to tell it or do you want me to? Um, go ahead and get started and I'll jump in. So I, when we first got together, we were like, marriage is a piece of paper. I think we were both, I think when you go through divorces, you're like, that piece of paper, that legal binding yeah. is, has leaves a sour taste in your mouth. It does. And you know, live in sin. It's more fun. <laughs> so as we were sinfully living together and we, we thought, you know what? We don't need a piece of paper to define our relationship. And we were just fine with that. And as we, <clears throat> as we started to go through everything that we did as a couple at first and all the all the um judging all the rejection um kind of feeling like it was us two against the world and i think everyone's kind of gone through that we decided you know what why not here we go again here we go again (laughs) why not why don't we why don't we do this and it made sense financially it made sense in terms of there was a lot of logical region reasons but more than that it was about us and so yeah, it didn't come down to the logistics of um, taxes or, you know, so romantic, this legal, you know? It, I it was love none you. of that. I would love you on my medical insurance. Oh, honey. Yes. <laughs> you remember when I put you on my Blockbuster account? Oh, yeah, that's so funny. That was huge. <laughs> yeah, this was before, I think, when we just got together. And Blockbuster, by the way, was still around in 2011. Barely. Right? But Barely, yeah. but... So we went there and you had a Blockbuster video and I couldn't get, I couldn't get a DVD because I didn't have a Blockbuster account. Yeah. And she took the time and signed her name and paid a fee and showed her ID and I showed my, you would think we were getting a passport. I know. But I was like, I got the Blockbuster ID. It was, it was a very pivotal moment in our relationship i think wasn't it yeah so it was like a blockbuster romantic moment oh there Uh. you go (laughs) (laughs) anyway so april on april 16th we went to the courthouse here in north phoenix i think on union hills and 40th street yeah what yeah that's when they were doing ceremonies when the judge so yeah we just decided to do it right yeah I just, we didn't I, tell anybody. This is the dirty no. little secret. And <laughs> we just wanted it to be ourselves. We wanted it to be ours. And um, it was early. It was probably early for people. I don't remember what all our rationales were. I'm just making things up now. But regardless, we wanted to keep it to ourselves for a while. And so we did. Yeah. So we went to the courthouse that night and there was i don't know four or five sets of couples there were more than that but yeah okay well we were at the very end and so the couple ahead of us were witnesses for us and we were witnesses for them 
but I'll never forget the judge looked at Sandy and I and he smiled and what did he say? He said, this is a couple that's going to make it and I don't see very many. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, that's pretty awesome. Who didn't know us, didn't know our story. It was kind of a cool little, you know, um, moment that we both remember, you know, because he didn't, he didn't say that to anybody else. No, but yeah, it just, it kind of underscored what we were feeling and that he said that it, it was pretty cool. We never forgot it. No. No. So that's why we have a lot of anniversaries. But yeah, April 16th, 2012 was the day we were legally married. November 18th, 2012 is the day we got married at Boosham Tree. And, you know, we celebrated with everybody and we, yeah. we kind of went all out. I wrote you a song that I made you cry at the altar. At the altar. Um, I'm not going to do it now. Um, we already did our music for the uh, podcast or our episode. Um, and we had a beautiful dinner and um, celebrated and danced, and we were with both family. We were both yeah. exhausted. We were. I, I it was beautiful. Yeah, it was awesome. So it. I'm glad we did it. Me too. But I think this is the first time we really f- kind of opened the Pandora's box. Yeah, of, I don't think we've told anyone. Yeah, well, too late to take it back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kids. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we ever told them, did we? No, I you know I, I think there was a lot of things at that time that we were um, holding close to the vest for for obvious reasons, yeah. and um, yeah, now we don't need to. So, yeah. not that there's going to be a whole lot more juiciness, or maybe there will be. We'll see. You know, we're not yeah. going to give it all away. No promises. <laughs> yeah. So, um, why don't we get into the theme of our episode because we kind of previewed it last week. Okay. And what is the theme going to be, Oh, Sandy? Religion. Oh, religion. Religion. Uh, not politics, religion, right? Mm, yeah, no politics. Mm. And actually, to give a, to just give sort of a statement at the beginning, this is not about which religion is better or right. Oh, gosh, This no. is just our experience that we had growing up in two different religions mm-hmm. and how we handled it during that and how we have grown away from that religion right and what we think now right how it formed who we are and where we're at and the fact that i was raised catholic and you were raised mormon those oftentimes feel like opposing poles even though in my mind just knowing what i do not that i know all of it obviously but in my mind, they look more similar than not in many ways. Right. Well, they're both Christianity, too. You right. Know, they, are, they, you know, they both go to the same Bible. But our purpose isn't to get into the doctrine. I think it's just how we grew up Yes. in, in, in these. So um, you want to start or you want me to start? You, you start. Okay. I'm still recovering from school. I'll be, I'll be here. <laughs> Her eyes are still spinning. Oh, I, I just got off school. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I was born and raised LDS, Latter-day Saint or Mormon. I was the youngest of six. And my entire family was very, very dedicated. And I just, I don't think I've ever had this discussion with my family as to why I've left the Mormon church. And, and so this may be an opportunity for them to hear a little bit of my perspective, but the first thing I want to say is um, I learned so many good things growing up LDS. I learned the value of hard work, family, you know, um, having a purpose, um, 
you know, the principles of having good character and prayer and all those things were very, very positive. Um, Absolutely. So, you know, there's so much good that I learned, but, at, you know, at the same time, I everybody grows up differently and without getting into to, to my childhood, it just took a while for me to grow up a, a long while. And um, after I got married young and um, started raising a family at a very young age, didn't finish my education, which was tough, um, you know, I, I continued to kind of struggle with the church. And then um, when I was 33, so back in 1997 or 1998, uh, my mom passed away of cancer um, in April. And eight weeks to the day, my dad passed of a heart attack. They were 77 and 80. They had me in their older age. Broken heart. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, Dad couldn't live without mom. They had, you know, six kids, 33 grandkids, and I don't know how many great-grandkids. So... Um, you know, had a beautiful a life, of a reunion. <laughs> beautiful life together, and wonderful people. <laughs> and again, total respect. But for me, when they both left this earth, uh, something in me just kind of changed. I just wanted to see more outside of the the parameters of what I had grown up with in terms of spirituality. Something yeah. was calling me. I started re- reading near death experience books, and it just seemed to me that. As beautiful as all this was, there was something more. I think that's common. I think that's actually pretty common um, to have a turnabout when your parents transition. Would you agree? Well, I know from my experience, it certainly was. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and I think you're right when, you know, because the thing for me as a very, you know, young adult, 33, and I was probably a lot less mature than 33, was. Uh, there's nobody above me. Most of my aunts and uncles had passed. There was only a few. So you, you get to failing the mortality. There's no generation above you. Right. And all of a sudden, you know, I think it's common for people to have that spiritual moment, whether it's parents dying or whether it's a major accident, or whether it's COVID, right? So for right. me, that opened me up to consider other possibilities and it wasn't a hard, I'm leaving, I'm done. It was just a realization that for me, mm-hmm. I wanted to explore more. I started listening to Wayne Dyer. I started meditating. Um, I was just reading about all kinds of religions. Uh, Buddhism look, was amazing to me. Taoism, um, A Course in Miracles. I even tried Silva Mind Method. And all these things actually helped me empower me to really think for myself and that's just my opinion um my brothers and sisters and nieces and nephews are all very active and dedicated and i absolutely respect that it's just not for me anymore and there's one thing in the mormon church that i think it's i think it's the 11th article of faith that i really really like and it does apply for me it says we claim the privilege of worshiping the almighty God according to the dictates of our own conscience and allow all men the same privilege. Let them worship how, when, or what they may. And the freedom... That works. Yeah. yeah. Quote, unquote. The freedom to have that ability, which is why this country was created, I think. And, and I think what's really important is to respect what other people believe or don't believe. Right. Without without foreseeing even if you feel like well they're wrong i i don't think there's a right or a wrong i don't think there is either i i really don't 
right, wrong, I think we all end up in the same path eventually, regardless of the path we, we take. We end up at the same destination, regardless of the path. And towards the end of my story, <clears throat> then I want to uh, switch to you, is um, I eventually landed on Interfaith Community Church, a small little church in Mesa. And what I really liked about it, Interfaith, they celebrated Judaism, they celebrated Muslim, they, they talked about the different religions, you know, unity as well. Christianity, of course. So during Easter, we would be talking about the Passover and also um, the Christian stuff. I can't think anyway. The <laughs> resurrection. Sorry. So that was it, awesome. it, it would it yeah. would be. I, I love the fact that it was open and that they would have a speaker come in every month. They had a Mormon speaker come in. They had somebody from you know. I love that. And it's all about tolerance. It's all mm -hmm. about allowing that freedom. It's also about learning. Exactly. You know, um, when they bring in guest speakers, you get to learn firsthand and feel it for yourself and see if it, here I go again, resonates within you. And if it doesn't, that's okay because that's where the tolerance comes in and the respect. Right. I agree. Absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. So that's sort of my take. And then I want you to talk about kind of your experience and then maybe we can wrap it up by how we where we are right now in terms of you okay. know as a couple well as I said I was raised Catholic and um, it was strict Catholic um, I went to a private school for on and off throughout grade school in, in downtown Phoenix right? in downtown Phoenix st. Mary's um, it was a basilica meaning it was over a hundred years old Wow. and beautiful school um, it's now been torn down since then but you know going to CCD and you know saying the rosary every night sometimes twice um, the strict uh, what's the word I'm looking for sorry um, holy obligation that's it Pulling yeah. out those Catholic Love terms. you, Grandma. <laughs> um, She's yeah, like, yeah. If heaven had a Facebook. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> right? You, you want some heavenly likes? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but, um, yeah, it just, it was oppressive for me. And... You know, I remember questioning so many things growing up. I remember being on the altar steps in CCD. Um, with, That's catechism, right? Yeah, okay. sorry, catechism. Um, with Father Howard and the rest of my class. And I'd be like, but wait a minute, you know, um, not right, you know, or I have a question. And I was always told to take it on faith, and that was hard for me. Um, that was hard for me but again like you there were so many beautiful things that I still carry with me um, and I still do go back once in a while I still will go back and, and revisit it because I still have a deep respect for it <laughs> and a love for it even though that's not where my heart lives right and I think so, one of, if I could interject one of the things I remember you telling me was that what you really felt 
when you were a young child is that you wanted to talk to God directly. Oh, that's an interesting story. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm the only Catholic schoolgirl that (laughs) got it this way, but... Choose your words carefully. I know, Catholic girls start much too late to start Billy Joel. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, we do have a reputation, so. Um, <laughs> but my understanding was that you couldn't talk directly to God, that you had to go through Jesus or a saint or somebody else. Priest. Right. Keeper of the gate. Yeah. Yeah. It, you couldn't go directly to God. And that just didn't ring true for me and so I remember laying in my bed at night saying my prayers talking to God and telling him I know I'm not supposed to do this but I'm doing it anyway I gotta talk to you you know and and I would do it and I felt so bad for it but (laughs) that was it it felt right for me so I I think I always questioned right on some level and so where where are we now with you know uh, where are we now with how we look at how we grew up and and where our spirituality now because I think both of us would say we're more spiritual than religious we don't necessarily sure. you know follow a particular path mm-hmm. um, uh, for me I am definitely more spiritual than religious um, hard one to to define isn't it it is and i in my music what came out because my my music if you listen to my songs music from the light is out there Mm -hmm. um endless grace which actually has a lot of traditional religious songs you know the lord's prayer prayer of saint francis Mm -hmm. and by the way a little side note i absolutely when i was kind of finding my own way, I would be attracted to any Mother Mary statue. I just absolutely felt a strong connection with Mother Mary. Mm -hmm. Um, Even at work, I found the Catholic Church down from my work in Central Phoenix, um, St. Javier, I think, and I would go in and just sit in the little side chapel and feel the the love and the energy from her. Mm. So isn't that interesting that a Mormon kid yeah. really connected with and I still do I still feel because I think my mom had a special relationship my mom actually grew up Catholic too in Nicaragua but then she converted to Mormonism so Mm-mm. this is sort of the flip of that which is so interesting it, it really is yeah and she was dedicated to the last day with that but what I'm what I'm trying to say is and I, and I think this is true that um, what I heard I think a unity minister say once is we're all trying to get to the mountaintop Mm-hmm. We're just wearing different shoes. I love that. You know? That says it all. And what else is there to say? I uh, drop. No, mm-hmm. let's not drop the mic. <laughs> right? Um, no, I, I, I agree with that. And, you know, who knows? I, I, don't, I don't think anybody is, has necessarily the right way. I think that's very individual. It, it doesn't lie within... The confines of a given religion I for me it's definitely a unique path for each person and that's why the tolerance and the understanding and the respect of 
all religions, I think is so important. Well, it's what this country was built on. And I think where we're at at this <clears> point <throat> is we absolutely hold space and respect, you know, my family with Mormonisms, but also folks that don't have any religion. Right. You know, the atheists, the agnostics. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody. <laughs> exactly. Because I think it's as unique as a thumbprint. Absolutely. You know, their journey back <clears throat> to the top of the mountain, if we can use that metaphor, is their own. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, when you have a crisis, it brings up these spiritual questions. Mm-hmm. And right now, I think that's that's kind of what's happening with a lot of people. I think they're questioning... Why are why am I here? Right. What am I going through? And and to me, if if your religion helps you navigate that, then it's right for you, and you should definitely stay there. Exactly. If it doesn't, I don't think it's <clears throat> wrong to say maybe I should explore elsewhere. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, just because it's one that you grew up with doesn't mean that's the one for you, or at a different point in your life too. You know, sometimes people's needs change. Their relationship with their higher power changes. And that's growth, you know, that's going with it. And I don't feel that there's going to be any slap on the wrist for that at the pearly gates, (laughs) you know. Pearly gates. (laughs) (laughs) Growing up Catholic. Exactly. It comes out... It just comes out. <laughs> hey, St. <Saint> Peter. What's <laughs> <Sup? laughs> up? No, but I, I absolutely agree with you. And I think there's beauty in somebody staying in one religion and being dedicated their whole life. And there's beauty in somebody finding absolutely. beyond. So yeah. there's no one yeah. right path. And I think giving into peer pressure um, is just as, I don't want to say dangerous or uh, on somebody's soul. Like okay, don't don't question anything, because mm, didn't that, you mention to me pressure. that you felt like you were in a cage or that you felt very trapped at times? Very, <clears throat> I did, I did. It it wasn't it wasn't my cage, right? And it just didn't fit for me, and I I did feel trapped. Um, yeah, it it just didn't work for me, so. Just one other experience, and then we'll we'll wrap this up. Um, I remember at interfaith community we had the Tibetan monks come in, oh, and remember they did that with the colored sand, that beautiful mandala, where they spent a whole week just using their fingers. Yes, and, and creating this beautiful mandala of colors and shapes out of sand. Intricate, the detail in this, and it was so precise. And then they just wipe it away. Right, and we got a little bit of the colored sand, but to hear them speak about peace and and, and, and to meditate mm-hmm. and to hear their way, which is so different from, from anything we know here, mm-hmm. was such a beautiful cross-cultural connection. Um, I think everybody should have that experience, whether you, you know, again, whether you believe it or not, they're beautiful souls. Yes. Some young, I remember some young, we, we bought something from them to support them in this young individual who couldn't speak English was just smiling at us and we were communicating. He was was amazing. Yes. His energy was so sweet. Right. Um, Just kind, kind people. Um, Very unassuming and kind. Yes. And joyful 
people. And I think as, <clears throat> as if everyone had the opportunity, I think, to spend some time, not with the extremist, right? Because extreme anything to me, I think, is dangerous. That's what, you know, that happens in any religion, whether That's it's scary. the, you know, holy wars of the Christianity history or, you know, um, the terrorism that comes out of, of, of some religions today. But if, if everyone had a chance to spend time with another person and just see that they're, they're after the same thing. Yeah. We're all we're all the same more than you bring doing. up a good point. Hmm. Terrorism. Those people too. You know, um, we were talking earlier. Mm-hmm. I read somewhere that um, you may remember the quote, but it had to do with you know even the worst element in society. You know, people mm-hmm. that take out hundreds and thousands of people. You know, just horrible what we would consider burning in hell. (laughs) Um, Even those people have the redeeming, beautiful qualities in them, and it's not up to us. Right. It's just not up to us. So true. It's their path. And so, you know, practicing non-judgment and forgiveness, just even if you can't do that, just sending love, I think is huge. I agree. I agree. So... What's our what's our quote that, that we want to end this Speaking with? of, um, so I have a quote that really worked for me this week, and I actually used this in school. It's Aja Shanti, Wisdom of Non-Interference. And to me, that is the space between the cells or the music between the notes. Um, I loved it. I do too. I mean, I think it's simple and beautiful, and and I think if we if if we relate to each other and not try to manipulate and interfere with somebody's spiritual path, and I think that's what we're really saying here that's is allow exactly them to what be. I was trying to say exactly. Meet them where they are. Right. That's yes. another thing in school that you were yes. talking about. Meet somebody where they are, mm-hmm. and and then from that from that place it's about honor honoring each other respect and respect yeah um just respecting each other enough to hold that space for them absolutely absolutely all right so let's lighten the mood yes it's time for a (laughs) sandyism okay there's so many to choose from what's it gonna be i like this one so whenever she just can't think clearly or you know, lost something. She goes, "I'm stuck on stupid." <laughs> <laughs> Ironic that you would pull that one out of your back pocket today of all days. I just got out of school, so that's funny. I'm stuck on stupid. Or that person is stuck on stupid. It's very descriptive. <laughs> that's judgment. <laughs> yeah, well, that that may be. That's judgment. Usually, it's about yourself or me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that's different. <laughs> so yeah, so if you hear. Or say, um, I was stuck on stupid that day or that moment. Yeah, you're, that's what you're it now, means. Now speaking the Sandyism language that um, apparently we're sharing here. So that's the Sandyism of the day. Okay. So for a pun of the day. Oh gosh, here we go. She's going to put me on the spot. Yeah. So stupid. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. 
That reminds me. <laughs> I wasn't calling him stupid. <laughs> Didn't you say, hey, stupid, the other time? <laughs> so this is twice now. Um, Again, taken out of context, but okay, moving on. So. Oh, I'm just <laughs> being a stupor. <laughs> I, I don't want to be moronic about things, but, you know, I think that... Um, did I mention to you that that, that was not nice? <laughs> okay, we'll stop there. <laughs> Did I mention? Dementia? Okay. Dementia. Dementia. That's not bad. That's actually. not bad. Well, yeah. I guess um, I'll have to Alzheimer's something to the. Okay, you can stop. Oh, <laughs> that was a reach, wasn't it? Okay, we'll, we'll uh, stop there. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, I do want to also bring up our friend Jason and other side ministries. Um, you can find his information if you want to donate um, non-perishable food goods or um, supplies or cash donation. Please go to his website. You can also find his information on Soren Pair. Uh, they do great work here in the valley all over the valley and they have really helped a lot of people and right now they need help well so, yeah they're they're talk about being on the front lines of the crisis right really helping people who simply don't have food yes and their kitchens are closed and they're still helping people and anything we can do to help them i would like that absolutely in arizona but i think any great organization like that where you live you know, if you have Absolutely. the opportunity to give, this is always the silver lining to me of a crisis is those that, you know, do have, give, you mm -hmm. know, give. Helping the people in your community, the people that don't have as much, um, just giving, even if you don't have much, just giving a little bit makes a big difference, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, spreading the kindness that I think and the patience. Yeah is so such a beautiful thing we were talking to a good friend of ours a dentist who's a very spiritual man um and he was talking about you know dispelling the fear with with kindness yes. and love yes and that's what jason taylor and other side ministries is doing and so we just encourage you to you know um give where you can help them out and um you know however you can help give blood nurse helps on her, you know with what you're doing you keep yeah. continuing to help people certainly we try to we're, we're paying out benefits and doing the best we can at the unemployment side to help on the economic front lines and and um you know whatever we can do whether it's occupationally or whether it's just you know even if you're socially isolated humanly right yeah reaching out to that person who's down right now or feeling you know having that spiritual crisis yeah you know that dark night of the soul which is another common term some people are going through that so we need to be yes. aware and, yes. and reaching out to them and recognizing that <clears throat> there is a spirit of fear oh, with yeah. this covid crisis that we're all in and just being a little more patient with each other i think is huge right now right yeah. Right. And and I think, you know, going back to our theme, I think it's just a matter of accepting each other where they are, even, you know, whether it's a religious or whether it's just where their headspace is right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's, that's what this is all about. Yeah. And, 
And just, again, meeting people where they are, not meaning you go into fear, means you just literally hold space for them so that they can get through it, so that they can have that moment to just realize, ah, okay, I can get through this, and Mm -hmm. it just dissipates. So. Exactly. Well, thank you, everybody. We hope you enjoyed episode five. Um, I hope you all are doing well. Um, Hang in there. Take care of each other. Right. Yourselves and each other. Should we end with the Friends episode? No, let's not. (laughs) Okay. Thank you, everybody. Have a great week. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday. And um, hopefully things will be better and better. Yes. Bye now.